You're listening to Start Up Apart, the weekly podcast, or not so weekly, <laughs> where two ex-business partners hold each other accountable for their weekly failures and successes. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that, so that weekly was... is is not quite true, is it, at the moment? Yeah, not at the moment. Um, it was completely my fault. <laughs> it, was, it was completely your fault. <laughs> yeah, I cancelled, I don't know, I cancelled twice or three times, I don't know, I, I don't remember. No big deal. How's it been anyway? What have you been up to the last three weeks? Uh, I don't know where to start, to be honest. Um, I, I haven't it hasn't done, been that bad, is it? I haven't done the things I wanted to do. Well, screw that. What, what, what have you been doing then? Instead of the things you haven't done, what have you done? This was the, one of the months that many, many bugs came up uh, and I fixed them all. But that was just, I don't know why. Sometimes they, they're coming like five a week. Sometimes months or uh, none but this 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 month many bugs came up so that was uh unfortunate but that's all fixed now so i worked on the stripe connect integration so they can get paid when the proposal get accepted they can get paid who can at, get paid so your the, customers yeah the customers can get paid their clients can add their credit card and then they get paid but uh, it was uh the legacy checkout plugin or whatever they call it so right now in europe uh, all those banks require like two-factor authentication for every uh, payment that wasn't supported with the old plugin so i renewed it and now it's not hosted on Nusi anymore uh, it's get redirected to stripe uh, checkout so it's like every new thing they will add it will be supported like i i don't want to support uh, that checkout anymore and now actually other payment methods are also supported like um, for americans like ach payments for dutch people ideal payments it's going to be a lot better for our our users for my users so that happened and uh, many many um, things the the marketer that i hired uh, many changes uh, for the website, many fixes of uh, of broken links, uh, low quality links need to be updated. There was duplicated content that I, I have to remove or change. And then there were 100 blog posts that needed new blog images. And I'm doing that right now. And I wish I the website was set up so somebody else can easily do this because this <laughs> requires me a long time i thought you were looking for someone on upwork to do those for you yeah somebody on upwork is is uh, picking the images and puts them in the dropbox and i am the one that uh, includes them in the blog posts because that requires code i, I need every image like or four or five different different sizes so i use uh, cloudinary for that so i just up upload all the images to cloudinary and and i can uh, give um, dimensions in the, the parameters so they resize it for me so that that's easy but i still have to manually add all those images to to all the markdown files and it's it's really annoying but uh, it has to be done it, it's uh, I, I guess how many it's have a, you got how many have you got done uh five <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it was gonna i thought it was gonna be a low number yeah yeah and so i don't know 90 to go 
it's super annoying but uh yeah it, it probably takes me i hope a couple of hours like uh, three or four hours tops so what's next for your um for your seo marketing guy is he seo or is he marketing or is he doing a bit of both uh seo more seo yeah the next with him is um actually like uh, changing content improving old blog posts so keyword research and uh, etc yeah so finally uh, he is going to do something uh, that is not uh, doing the the low-hanging fruit finally finally is doing the the work yeah so i'm uh, i am excited about that another thing happened um i used to use intercom for support i really like the app it's it's really great but intercom is really really expensive but i had the legacy plan so i was only paying 40 dollars a month uh but i uh the credit card was expired and i have for all the intercom invoices i added a billing email like goes to nusi but for the login i use my gmail uh, because i used to use uh, intercom uh with other sessions uh, with tiny reminder so i i added my gmail uh, which I don't use anymore. I use Fastmail now, but it was still in Gmail. So I didn't see the notifications uh, that my credit card was expired. I, I think they should go to the billing email, but they, they didn't. That, I guess that this is totally my fault. So they canceled the plan. So I realized that I couldn't use Intercom anymore. And then I had uh, the option of going back to the, the subscription to enable the subscribe to the new plan, which was $120 a month. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't happy with that. So I wrote them like, can you please put me on the legacy plan anymore? And they, they said like, uh, no, you cannot do that. Uh, you have to pay like <laughs> three times uh, as much. And the way, the way intercom pricing works, like, so you pay per, I don't know, per thousand of users or something like that. And then you have your contacts, which is people that email you. Each time I get spam, uh, it's an extra contact. Uh, or each time uh, a user emails with another email address, it's an extra contact. So the, I have like so many users and contacts right now that the price is really high. Of course, I can clean that up, but and I did in the past, but but you always clean up too much and somebody uh, messages you and then you cannot find their their old emails anymore. And that it's very difficult to, to clean up only the spam. I never did that because it, I was on a legacy plan, so I could afford it uh, easily. To be I honest, said, I thought it was more expensive than that. I thought that was, I thought Intercom was like now like stupid pricing. Yeah, I, I I only use the customer service uh, product. I, I don't use the knowledge base or uh, oh, the right. messaging. So it's all priced individually. Um, yeah, we used to use uh, Intercom for many things, but I uh, I went to Useless for the messaging part. The knowledge base I built uh, built myself in the web <coughs> web page. So I I'm not using that many products in Intercom. It's a lot of money for for me, you know, like. Uh, I, I only use it a uh, half hour a day, so I'm the only person. So, so it wasn't, uh, I didn't want to pay $120 a month. So I went to help scout. Yeah. I migrated everything over. It works. I, I, I prefer intercom much more, but the little I use it, uh, help scout does the job. 
I uh, subscribed for, as a trial user in Intercom for 14 days to give me time to migrate things over. And as well, like if they reply the email of a, of a support ticket, it uh, goes to an Intercom email. So just for previous conversations, uh, it's nice to leave it a little bit longer so I can like slowly migrate to help scout but then, <laughs> then uh, i'm so stupid uh, then i i forgot to cancel on time so they charged me 120 dollar <laughs> didn't you didn't set up a reminder to cancel uh, no I, i'm just i'm so, uh, it's so stupid and then i asked them can you please refund it because i'm not using it anymore and i want to cancel and then they said no <laughs> we cannot uh, refund it because you accepted our terms and in these sections um it, it's like you, we, we never refund things. Have you ever have you ever done that? Have you ever refused to refund someone after no, a trial no, when they haven't used it? As a business owner, I refunded so many people that I didn't need to refund. I'm not using it in the last two months anymore. And then, uh, can you please refund? Yes, okay. Uh, I checked, you don't use it anymore. I refund you. Or whatever weird things happened, um, I, I never added somebody to the new pricing when they were using the legacy plan for five years like all those things i do without thinking but intercom is like no <laughs> that 120 dollars is ours now so i was a bit pissed i checked the the terms <laughs> like I, I i felt like i'm gonna find something and i so i checked the terms and i i'm sure that they they are like completely solid like i don't have any rights but i i checked the terms and then i didn't understand them because as a non-native english speaker like that is very difficult even native english i don't speakers, think um, i don't think it matters whether you're native yeah. or not those things are written to not be understood so i i put the the terms inside uh, chat uh, gpt can you please like make me understand this <laughs> and it actually did a great job i explained to to chat GPT, like, uh, this is my case. Uh, can I get a refund? And, uh, they said like, actually, no, you, you, you <laughs> cannot get a refund. Even the but, robots are against you. Right? Yeah. But then I, I, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. I contacted the same person again. I was like, Hey, like, I, I think I should get a refund because these sections in the terms, they say that because I am a trial user, I don't cancel like the subscriptions after many months. I'm a trial user again, so and then I deserve a refund. I, I think she was a bit annoyed. <laughs> and so she actually said, no, you don't have any rights. But for this time, I will <laughs> I'll make the exception and refund uh, the payment. So would you yeah. would you uh, as a small business, would you like to be more like them, though, in their in their attitude sometimes no. with regards to refunds? No, no. It's I, very I, clear cut, isn't it? They, they, they're, they're very black and white. Yeah, but but they they don't rely on word of mouth anymore. They they are completely for the like the for the enterprise for the bigger customers, and they don't care about the smaller customers anymore. I think at least I don't have that situation, and I I don't know. I have my business for a reason because I want to do whatever I want, and I don't want to do that to my customers i i just want to be yeah. nice and that's i think for in my use case is actually better because i well any negative review or negative feedback on twitter can really hurt me and uh, if you just do nice i think the worth of mouth is bigger and uh, they recommend you more 
Interesting. Bastards. <laughs> well, you got the <laughs> refund back in the end anyway. So Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I cannot complain. I got a refund back and uh, I, I'm using Help Scout and I'm I'm happy with it. It's not Intercom, but uh, yeah, it, it's okay. That's, so that's three three weeks worth of, of work, is it? Or what? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many, has it been, many a, shitty, has it been a shitty month? It has been a bit of a shitty month. Many small things that are not worth to to talk about. I I, I had uh, one video call with uh, with a customer and that was uh, that was nice. And uh, but besides that, uh, not much happened. Hmm. But why why has it been? And the reason I'm asking is I I I turn this on myself in a minute, so don't worry. Why has it been a quiet shitty month for you though? Um, is there not been work or you just haven't wanted to work yeah like some things i finished but didn't start and uh sick kids maria was away for work but uh, my, my girlfriend was away for work for one week so i had the kids um by myself and there were holidays so it's like yeah i i didn't have that much time as i wanted and uh just too many small things to fix mm. Mm. Now the reason I ask is because I find that my motivation on on feature flux just goes up and down all the time, uh, and even though it's still a brand new product, if I don't see any kind of small advancement or a little win, then it becomes demotivating. But it's like mm. it's a vicious circle though, because if you don't do anything to push it forward, you're not going to see those wins anyway. You're not going to feel that dopamine high from something cool happening. So it's kind of like this vicious circle at the moment. But no, that's why I ask because this this mm. this last week or so on VitaFlux has been a bit like the last time we spoke it was still what was going on with VitaFlux oh we spoke about building on top of other people's software didn't we but since then like VitaFlux is now customer ready so I've been inviting people on to to test it out but it's been all over the place like the, the response rate from the from the early access list has been zero the product managers I've been interviewing up until now and been helping me out over the last nine months have jumped on calls with me and gone through it, but no one's really said, oh yeah, this is amazing. We've got to get our team on it. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting like a fanfare, but the response has been so underwhelming. I think it's, it's kind of just pushed me the mood down a bit, you know? So it's mm. been, it's been a, a tough couple of weeks, motivationally speaking, but at the same time, like the interviews I have had with the customer sorry with the product managers that have been helping me throughout the process the feedback has been consistent so it's good on one hand but it's crap on the other because it, it means i still need to not so much develop new features but shift the features i had in another direction so which is doubly shit because my budget has already been spent now <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's difficult the then. budget is gone yeah that's unfortunate yeah. and what were they saying like what was the feedback the feedback was because my thinking was that you know a lot of the tools like that product managers use like Miro and uh, and the ones that are actually still sharing in Figma and things they all give you this this ten thousand foot view of the project and the product and how it's going and so my thinking was always that we want to try and focus down on screen by screen and get feedback screen by screen you know because that's how we build software as opposed to everything at once and while I and while I still think that was a valid argument in fact the product managers want to go even further because if you can give feedback on a screen, it still means you can give general feedback. So you can say, Hey, the, you know, a stakeholder can say, Oh, the, the, the login button is 20 pixels too far over to the left, mm -hmm. or we don't like the blue, you know, and the product manager 
by the time the stakeholder is seeing this, they don't care about that. You know, they've already had the internal conversations and they probably already know these things. What they're more interested in is, should we be using a Google login at all here? Uh, should we give them the option to do this, that or the other? You know, far more strategic feedback. So they've suggested that I allow users to create specific questions that you can ask on, on a specific screen so that uh, stakeholders can only give feedback on that aspect of it. So that was one good thing, and that was pretty that was pretty consistent. And then the other one as well was, and it was a point you made when you first tried it out, was that when you click on preview a presentation, you only see the first screen in the presentation, because the idea had always been that you had to link up screens with hotspots. But several people have said now that, one, they thought it would be quicker to just rearrange screens, drag and drop, quicker to do that than it is to hot, link up hotspots, which can get messy. And also it means that st and stakeholders, viewers can actually end up, you know, if you have multiple options, multiple places that you can click on a screen, it means you can go in any one of X number of directions within a product and you could potentially miss out screens, uh, yeah. which means that you, that you could potentially lose out on, on important feedback. So the feedback there was, yeah, give the option to, to show it as a more traditional PowerPoint presentation where you have a list of, list of screens on the left and then just uh, thanks to the feature that we already have, you know, allow them to then say, create a presentation for marketing, create another one for sales, create another one for the executive team or whatever, and then just show the presentation that is right for them, you know, and ask the questions that is right for that stakeholder group. Mm. So they're not big things to develop because they're pretty much already done, you know, internally. It's just, as I said before, you know, the budget has now already been spent on the, on the original MVP, V1, beta, whatever you want to call it. So now I need to somehow move forward and, and get this stuff done. But at the same time, I'm worried about that because if I think back to, to Nusi, like, you know, the original MVP of Nusi was beyond bad, right? But yeah. even then we still managed to get a couple of customers and I, and I'm worried about spending more money on improving if people aren't already willing to try it out. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. Do I really want to be spending more money on it when nobody has said to me so far, we really, really want to try this with our team? You know, I've had people say, yeah, we'll try it. I've had people, you know, the usual comments and feedback you hear from people that don't want you to feel bad. But that's a bit of a worry, to be honest. And this last couple of weeks have just been Friday, Feature Flux Friday last week. I didn't do, I don't, I didn't do anything. I mm. sat down to write a product feature page and I... I think I wrote about 20 words. That was it. So it was a complete blowout. Yeah, that's a difficult situation. I still think you should, you should push it a little bit longer because the reason you don't have paying customers yet, because it's not usable yet. And Nusi back in the day as well was another time. Uh, so people didn't expect. No, but this is usable. I keep saying to people, this is, this is in a, a get the job done mode. It can perform the job and get it done. So it is usable. Mm, yeah. It's just not perhaps valuable enough in its current state. One thing I was thinking as well is that, and I don't know if this is a really bad idea, so I'll ask you now. <laughs> on the website, the obviously the two most visited pages, as always, are the homepage and the pricing page. I think pretty yeah. much the same for any SaaS. So I was thinking about removing the early access invite link on the pricing and just letting people jump in, you know, and sign up and create an account. And even though I think people would be incredibly underwhelmed, you know, there's no onboarding, there's no anything. I wonder if it might be beneficial somehow just to be able to get people using it, even if they jump in 
uh, and have to ping me on live chat saying, hey, what, what the hell, there's no onboarding, there's no... I think some feedback might be more beneficial than, than no feedback, which is what I have right now, because right now I feel kind of paralyzed between mm-hmm. continuing to move forward and, and not doing anything. So um, I don't know, what do you think about that? Terrible idea? Don't think so. How, how many people do you have uh, that are coming to your list from the website? What, you mean percentage conversions from no, the no, website? No, just numbers. Up? There's how many signups you have right now, like per week? The last week, none. As soon as I stopped talking about it on Twitter and LinkedIn and places like that, it drops off. And I basically haven't, I haven't tweeted anything or published pretty much anything for the last two weeks. And it always kind of drops off. Just as yeah. the other thing as well is like the consistency of speaking about it and marking marketing and and don't know just feel a bit uh, uh, just down. I think about the whole thing. You know, I wasn't expecting anything big. I wasn't expecting anything, uh, but you know, I did want to get some initial users. So, but shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a downer. I agree. I I, I don't think uh, if you open up for everybody, if you didn't get any emails, email signups before you're not gonna get people to test it out, but uh, you can try it. It doesn't hurt. Um, you can always, if somebody signs up, you can follow up and then uh, ask them for uh, like a chat. It's, it's really weird though, because even the people that have signed up to the early access list and then filled out the questionnaire after and even said that they're willing to give feedback on sort of prototypes and demos and all that stuff. Yeah. Like I've written to those people personally. Uh, and nobody is replying. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't get what's going on. You know, because it's it's easy and quick to jump on an early access list, and I get that that people are just they do it without thinking, and that then you know for whatever reason they're not interested in replying. But when you go through the trouble to fill out a questionnaire and say that you're willing to give feedback, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and all that, it just feels weird that people there aren't interested either. So. I don't know, man. I mean, I know that I've got to keep pushing forward with it. I know that somehow I've got to get these two extra features filled out. And I know that I still need to keep pushing forward. I mean, I said to, you know, to Laura the other day on the non-tech founders podcast that, you know, I know realistically it's a year and a half, two years of my life ahead of me that I've got to try and get any kind of traction or, or interest going on on this. So yeah. but anyway, so that's uh, where I am with feature vlogs. <laughs> if, if I were you, I would continue talking about it because like you cannot have the dry up on signups at uh, the moment. You, you need to keep pushing that somehow. And yeah, I would try to make uh, those two features happen and then only continue when you get signups because then like it's mm. the, the, the MVP is done. Like right now it's not yet done because it doesn't solve the problem for them. But after the, those two features, I think the MVP is done is usable like they can ask uh feedback and and it's a lot better for their use case than something like figma i think that's the only thing it's not what you want to hear but i i think that's the only way completely i mean i mean laura said as well the other day that the hard thing about feature flux is that if you're you know you're targeting product managers so the unfortunate thing is that all product management teams have systems in place Uh, And it's not small, it's not small insignificant software. It's software that ties the whole team and the whole project together. So it's a a big ask to try and get somebody to change over the way they they work and and sort of handle feedback and and features and and all that stuff. So it is a difficult one. Yeah, and I think 
product managers by by default they are busy as well you know they don't have that much yeah, time and, and you have to change behavior of their entire company a little bit like how they face their clients how they interact with uh, designers programmers i guess and it's, it's a big ask yeah well, i don't know if i can get it right though it should be <laughs> it should be promising but you know it's so it's so early and i think this is the point now where a lot of people i was gonna say less experienced but that doesn't that sounds a bit condescending I think where a lot of people would begin to give up, I think, because you've you've spent so much time and invested so much yeah. time and money in this case in getting somewhere. And now it's kind of like crickets. But I don't think that necessarily means that it's not the right thing or that people aren't interested. Yeah, you, you definitely have to kill it if <laughs> you give everything and then uh, it's not working. But uh, in your case, you have to... Yeah, you have to keep working on it and uh, push, mm. really push. I don't know the time frame, but uh, you have to need proof that it's not working out. Or And if it is working out, you still have to keep pushing. But then at least you have you see the light mm. at the end of the tunnel. Building a new product is hard. And, and what you do is building a new product that uh, the category is not doesn't exist yet it's not very clear like the category it's not clearly defined category yeah yeah, yeah. all right we'll leave it there then shall we and cool. uh see if we can come back again next week and if not well then whatever <laughs> <laughs> all right good luck man all right man take it easy bye, -bye. bye, -bye.